Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. My word, doing stuff, is back. To me, at least, it feels like my calendar is the fullest it's been since the before times. And I'm out of practice. I took my nine-year-old to their first concert last night. And are you aware that concerts are loud? It was both thrilling and a bit shocking. Luckily, the KQED arts and culture team has us all covered. Whether you're planning to blast your face off in front of a wall of speakers, check out the opera, see some new paintings, or even just take a book to the park. Yes, it's the KQED Fall Arch Preview out now on the website and about to come to you live here on Forum. That's all coming up next. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. It's your KQED Fall Arch Preview show here a collaboration with our friends who know more about culture than we do here in this building. Before we get started, I wanted to just say we know COVID isn't over. People need to do what they can to protect their own health and those of others. Also, recent polling shows that especially very liberal people like those in the Bay Area have decided that they can live in COVID times. And our area's artists need events. They need performances and gallery debuts. That's really the lifeblood of any scene, both financially and culturally. So that's the end of the preamble. It's KQED Fall Art Show. And we want to hear what you're excited about. A long-delayed show, going to see the opera, seeing some jazz at Yoshi's, whatever it is. Give us a call and tell us about it. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, we're KQED Forum, of course, and the email is forum at kqed.org. Very easy way to get involved with today's show. Just tell us what you're excited about in the arts this fall. Uh, First up, joining us from the KQED Arts and Culture team, we have Gabe Moline. He's the senior editor over there. Welcome to the show, Gabe. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks, Alexis. So tell us how we came through this pandemic here uh, in our arts and culture scene in the Bay? Um, not smoothly, I'll tell you that. Um, uh, I There were so many like emergency grants and uh, quick funding. Some of those came from the city, some from the state, some from you know independent 
organizations and they were just really the smallest band-aids um mm. and i very rarely did i hear a story where everyone got all the funding that they were expected um it's just been very very rocky so i we say with some trepidation you know uh with a nod to your preamble there um that the arts are back um, you know, a lot of places will still require uh, vax cards and masks, particularly uh, theaters, you know, the performing arts, you know, places where you're sitting in a theater with lots of other people for, you know, three hours at a time. Um, but, you know, it's just very healthy in other ways, the arts, you know, mentally, emotionally, psychologically to, um, you know, to see art, to hear music, to be in a theater with hundreds of other people in a state of vulnerability in the dark like all experiencing the same emotions collectively like art connects you to something greater and that is something that a lot of people have been missing and uh, that we've found a lot of fulfillment in since uh it, since a return and i you know i really feel like in my own social world and i don't know if this is true in yours like this is this fall is really what people have a few times expected in the past, like, okay, things are back. The buildings are open. The the shows are not being canceled. Not just, you know, for, for public health reasons, but also just people aren't getting COVID as much right now in our particular area. Um, do you, what are you most excited about? Like the thing you've been kind of waiting to come back or go do uh, in this period? Um, I've been waiting for every last billboard in the greater Bay Area to have advertisements for Shen Yun, Alexis. That's uh, <laughs> really what we've been missing. Um, no, there is so much. This guide that we that we run every single year um, uh, is is especially uh, great this year. Um, it covers uh, music, art, theater, uh, visual art, uh, books, food, movies, dance, free stuff. Um, and you can find it online pretty uh, easily at, oh, dang, I don't have the, uh, kqed.org slash fallarts2022. There you go. Um, uh, uh, I was responsible only for the entries for jazz and classical, um, although Nastia Wojnowskaya, um, my esteemed colleague. Um, Friend of the show, yeah. Definite friend of the show. Um, wrote one for uh, just general like nightclub music, popular music um, as well. So, um, th I mean, the 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 first thing that I'm doing uh, after this uh, forum episode is seeing the world premiere of a John Adams opera at SF Opera tomorrow night. Um, Antony and Cleopatra. Uh, this is a very big deal. Um, John Adams, uh, you know, lives in Berkeley. He has a studio up near Jenner. Um, he's just Bay Area through and through. And um, it's, I think it's safe to call him, you know, one of the country's, you know, most prominent composers now. Mm. Um, uh, he's had quite a ride in San Francisco. I read his autobiography, Hallelujah Junction, and I was surprised to learn that in his early days in San Francisco, he played at warehouse parties. Like John Adams was performing <laughs> really? at these like experimental performances in empty buildings in Soma, you know? And, uh, so he, to see his ascent is really neat. Um, uh, this is an opera, uh, you know, he did Girls of the Golden West about five years ago, which was about the gold rush. Um, Antony and Cleopatra reaches further, further back to, you know, one of the world's most famous love stories. Um, he's the composer and wrote the libretto for it. And uh, it stars Gerald Finley and Amina Edris in the title roles. And that opens in its world premiere tomorrow night at the War Memorial Opera House. Oh, wow. And you're going. Yeah, I'm going to go. Um, oh, I don't know, man. I, I 
I was raised on uh, punk and hip hop and somehow I turned into an opera guy. <laughs> what about from Nastia's uh, side, you know, the, the more pop and hip hop, rock and roll? What are you excited about from from there? Aside from Rex Life Raj, another friend of the show who we are all very excited about this fall. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a bunch of festivals um, happening um, that probably what I'm the most excited about is uh, Kehlani. Mm. Um, Kehlani is just a true hometown hero. Um, I first saw Kehlani in 2009 at the Malcolm X Festival in San Antonio Park in Oakland, mm. Um, mm. Sing, singing American Boy by Estelle and Red Clay by Freddie Hubbard um, with her band Pop Life. Um, Kehlani was mentored by Dwayne Wiggins, you know, just Oakland hero, went to the Oakland School for the Arts. Um, I've seen Kalani at Slims and the Fox Theater. And now it's a headlining arena show at the Oakland Arena. Oh. Um, and we just could not be more proud. So it's been a big few years for uh, Kalani. Kalani came out, um, released an album, Blue Water Road, that uh, Nastia said uh, was full of vivid vignettes of its complicated situationships. <laughs> um, but it has resonated. I mean, it, it's just going to be really, really neat to be at this arena show with, uh, you know, 20,000 screaming fans. Oh, man. Kehlani, they're amazing. Let's listen in to a little bit. I think the track we have is Wish I Never. I never let them win unless I say so. And I don't show my cards, but I play it though. put them in my bag like my bankroll. This time, that's just not the case, though. I was lacking, I ain't proud of it. That is Kehlani, hometown hero, as Gabe just noted, from Oakland. Now we'll be headlining the Oakland Arena, one of our pieces of the fall arts. Uh, preview 2022 here at KQED. Let's uh, get to a call earlier. Uh, Amy in Oakland, welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, thank you so much for the show. I just wanted to plug a dance performance that I saw last night. It's called In the Movement, and it's at the ODC Theater in the Mission. And it is, it's a small theater. I think they still have tickets for this weekend. It's beautiful. It's a homage to immigrant rights activists, folks who've been um, impacted by immigration detention. And it's just this beautiful telling of stories with dance. And so, you know, I was there last night, and it wasn't full. Um, and so I just wanted to plug it so folks could go out this weekend. It was just so amazing to be in the space and the small theater in San Francisco. And, yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Amy. Uh, that's uh, actually right by KQED headquarters. Um, you might have had also the opposite kind of night uh, that I had, Amy. Gabe, do you know what I did last night? Um, <laughs> I'll just tell you, you. I'll just you, tell you. Do you ask yourself that every morning? <laughs> what did I do last night? 
I uh, went on a party bus with a bunch of nine-year-olds to go see Imagine Dragons, which I did not have on a life bingo card ever. Um, but I will say it was their first show, all of them. You know, they're like pandemic kids. They've never seen a big live music show. And it was at Shoreline Amphitheater. And they were so <laughs> into it. They were so, so into it. It was just, it was really beautiful. And it was a great reminder, just like you were saying at the top of the way that, you know, all these different types of people who came out to Shoreline Amphitheater, all these kids, all these adults, you know, just were all into singing along to Imagine Dragons. Uh, <laughs> what about, um, before we uh, go to break, tell us a little bit about your number one jazz show on your slate. Um, boy, that is tough. Um, uh, SF Jazz has this great series called Traditions in Transition. Um, it includes Joshua Redman with his classic Mood Swings Quartet, um, that great album he made in the 90s. Uh, Julian Lodge, this uh, brilliant guitar player uh, who I love, and not just because he's from Santa Rosa. Um, <laughs> shout out <laughs> San Roy Music Center. Um, uh but there is a trumpet player named uh, Keon Harold who is playing at the Black Cat. The Black Cat is this uh, very hip Tenderloin jazz club named after the uh, previous Black Cat in the Tenderloin. Um, it's just, it's like a basement club. You go down there, it's very dark. Mm. It's very, ele- it's like very elegant and fancy, but intimate and casual at the same time. Keon Harold is a, um, I last saw him in Napa playing with the rapper Pharaoh Monch at that Blue Note mm. Jazz Festival. Um, he's, uh, he, uh, his trumpet playing was in the Miles Davis movie, Miles Ahead. Um, he's just played with everybody like Beyonce, Rihanna, Jay-Z. Um, so to see him at the small confines of the basement club, the Black Cat is going to be really special. That's November 17th through 19th. That's cool. And we may listen to a little bit of him a little bit later in the show. We're going to go, uh, into the break here with a little John Adams from uh, an earlier opera, Nixon in China. Again, we are talking about Fall Arch Preview and what you're excited about. You can give us a call here at KQED, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's KQED Forum, and the email is forum at kqed.org. Stay tuned for more Fall Arts after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. That is a beautiful horn of Keon Harold. Uh, MB Lament is the name of that track. We are talking about arts and culture happening in the Bay Area this fall. We've got a great uh, comment. Jessica writes in to say, I just went to a concert at the Greek Theater in Berkeley this week to see Little Dragon and Leon Bridges with some friends. Love Leon Bridges. The music was great, but it made me quite emotional and nostalgic being in that space. A show at the Greek signifies summer in the Bay Area and really took me back to years past and so many wonderful memories sitting on those stone steps on a warm night watching the sun slowly set. I know the pandemic is not done, but it felt safe enough to be there and worth it to fill a part of my soul in a way that's been missing the past two and a half years. I hear you, Jessica. Gabe, I mean, I imagine, as KQED's arts and culture editor, (laughs) Gabe Moline, uh, (laughs) that that is just one of those comments you're like, yes, this is why we do what we do. Yeah, could could not say it better for sure. And boy, the Greek is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, let's bring in Sarah Hotchkiss, Senior Associate Editor with KQED Arts and Culture. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks, Alexis. Good morning. Um, we love the title of your piece. Reports of our visual art scene's death have been greatly exaggerated. Um, talk to us. What's the buzz been uh, about the Bay Area's art scene? Well, uh, that was my cheeky, and I have to give a shout out to Emma Silvers for that headline, um, who edited my story. But there was a New York Times story that came out a few days before that was, you know, saying that San Francisco's art market was really struggling in the shadow of Los Angeles. And it pointed to two New York outpost galleries leaving the area as a sign that things were not well in the Bay Area art scene. Um, And so instead of writing a full-fledged response to that, I decided not to, you know, uh, give it that much attention. You so put them I, on blast. Yeah, okay. it's like yeah. Uh, we're just going to write our fall arts guide, <laughs> showcase 10 of the you know hundreds of things that are happening over the next three months, and just give a little you know cheeky headline in response to the New York Times, uh, you know, casting some shade on the Bay Area art scene. Yeah, yeah. And we do have a new museum in town too, yeah? We do. It opens at the beginning of October. That's the... Institute of Contemporary Art, San Francisco. So yeah, we don't get a new museum in town <laughs> every year. Um, this is really exciting. It's a non-collecting institution, which means they're going to put their funds towards commissioning new work from contemporary artists. And the first show is by Jeffrey Gibson. He's a New York-based artist. But after that, we have some Bay Area artists in the lineup. It's just really exciting to have a new space to go to, all those new jobs that that means. And it's just more energy um, more art. Yeah, that's great. What else are you really excited about? New gallery shows or, or other things? Yeah. Well, one's opening this weekend. That's the Libby Black Show at 500 Cap Street. She's a Berkeley-based artist who works with paper. Um, she makes these amazing sculptures. They're just paper, glue, and paint, but they are replicas of real-life objects. So her project was a residency in response to 500 Cap Street, which was the home of conceptual artist David Ireland. And he really treated his home as a as an artwork into itself. And so she responded to a lot of his archives and then mm. these objects that are on display. So she made like paper brooms and paper mops. And those are going to be on display for the month. It opens this weekend on the 10th. 
That's cool. Um, tell me a little bit about how I might jo- uh, join the Joan Brown fan club. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Joan Brown is this amazing figure in Bay Area history. Um, she passed away, I believe, in the 90s. Uh, but she was an avid swimmer in the Bay. Uh, part of the reason why I love her is not just for her amazing paintings, which are these kind of hard-edged, very colorful, figurative uh compositions of women and animals and patterns, but um, she and fellow female swimmers sued three Bay Area swim clubs back in 1974 because they were men only, and they successfully opened up those swim clubs to women. Um, and so a lot of her image have images have to do with the adventure of swimming in the bay, the danger of that. It, they're just fantastic, and I can't wait to see them. They're going to be up at SF MoMA in November. Oh, that's great. And they, take a look at Sarah's uh, piece on KQD's uh, website, and you'll be able to see this really beautiful piece of art featuring a, a dog holding uh, a handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to argue with that. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, how about let's talk uh, a little bit about couple other artists adrian burrell in your he's got a a, one of his photographs in your story as well uh shows him kind of sitting down at the port of oakland um in a sort of little tiny uh undersized kiddie pool uh and the title is uh learning to swim can you tell me tell me a little bit about uh that work yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the full story of this piece, but of course you would love it. It's a bunch of container ships. In the yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Adrian is going to have his first, uh, I believe it's his first museum solo show. It's at the ICA San Jose, and that opens September 16th, so next week. Um, and he's a local emerging artist who's getting a lot of buzz. He had a commission from SF MoMA, uh, a short film that appeared in The New Yorker, And this series of works that he's showing involves um, tracing his genealogy and then connecting with family in the American South and working with them to make pieces together. So it should be really interesting and experimental. He's an amazing photographer and video maker. And at the same time, the ICA San Jose is showing Mildred Howard, who's kind of at the opposite end of her career spectrum. Mm. She's a Bay Area icon. She's also working in images and video. So that'll be a great double whammy of shows. Yeah, Mildred Howard, who's mm-hmm. uh, M- Mabel Howard, her mother, legend of, of South Berkeley. Um, that's so cool. I, in that Adrian Burrell uh, photograph, too, I just wanted to really note... Go take a look at it. The composition is just totally beautiful with like the blue of the kiddie pool on which Burrell's lying. And then you've got this incredible t- couple of different uh, blues in the container ships, uh, the, the, con- the containers themselves, and then blue of the sky. It's just a, it's a really gorgeous uh, piece of art. We've also got uh, Angela Davis show uh, coming as well, yeah? Yeah, that's really exciting. That's going to be at the Oakland Museum of California. Um, and that opens, when is it? October 7th. So this is a uh, not just about the art kind of in response to Angela Davis, but her life, her legacy, what she means as an icon for Oakland and internationally. So it'll focus on her arrest and the campaigns to free her, but then also her influence on artists over the years, and then her ongoing work in prison abolition. That'll be, I just, you know, everyone has to go see the Angela Davis show. 
That's cool. We're talking about arts and culture events happening around the Bay Area this fall, joined by Sarah Hotchkiss, Senior Associate Editor with KQED Arts and Culture, and Gabe Maline, Senior Editor with KQED Arts and Culture. Let's uh, go back to the phones for a little bit and get some more things that people are excited about. Linda in Santa Rosa, welcome. Hi, how you doing? Hey, doing well, doing well. What are you excited about? I'm very excited to go see Bonnie Raitt with Mavis Staples at the Oxbow Theater a week from the Saturday. Oh, man. Is this going to be your first show back, or have you been kind of edging into the waters? Um, no, I've been I've been diving right in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Which song do you think you're going to sing along with the loudest, would you say? Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Um, I mean, I'm sure if she does, if Bonnie pulls out her nick of time or something like that, I'm sure the whole crowd's going to go nuts for that. But um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a huge Mavis fan, and... I just found out about her recently. I mean, she's been around forever with the Staple Sisters and her father, Pop Staples, and all that. Mm-hmm. And seeing her live at the Lagunitas Amphitheater was one of the most memorable nights of my life. And I've been to hundreds and hundreds of shows. I mean, it was amazing. So I'm just, I'm so psyched to see two such legends, women that have been yeah. so long. You know, it's going to be really good to see them together. So I'm really psyched. It's also amazing. I mean, Mavis Staples is is eighty three and still putting on shows. That's that's pretty amazing. I know, and they say that like she'll be sitting down backstage, and they say that she looks like oh god, I don't even think she's gonna make it tonight. And then she goes out and puts up this great show, and everybody's like, "How did she do that? Like what?" Happened? Yeah, God. Well, you know, the they all say it. You know, the energy of the audience. You know, um, that's yeah, amazing. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you, Linda. That's a that's a great one. That's uh, September seventeenth. Uh, Bonnie Raitt, Mavis Staples. Um, thanks for calling. Let's. Uh, oh, oops, sorry about that, uh, Linda. Let's go straight to uh, Yael in Alameda. Welcome. Hi there. I would like to recommend the San Francisco Fringe Festival, which started last night and runs through September seventeenth. And sadly, it may be the last one because the Exit Theater, its home for almost 30 years, is sadly closing in December. Mm. Uh, It tried valiantly to make it through the pandemic and is suffering the fate of so many of our local theaters. And my troupe called All That Jazz Improv is performing on four dates on September 10th, 11th, 13th, and 17th. And we do fully improvised Broadway-style musicals made up in the moment. Oh, my God. They will be, yes. Do you you want to compose anything right now for us? I mean, you know, I just got to ask. Well, we we make it up in the moment. We've got a keyboardist who's wonderful, who is making up the music. We make up the songs, the storyline, the characters. Oh, my God. And it's set in San Francisco in the roaring 1920s. So come um, on out and support it. The The tickets are very, very affordable. It's an entirely uh, volunteer effort, and it is a non-curated festival. So it's it's rare. All comers welcome. Oh, wow. It promotes showing, showing all kinds of theater from all walks of life. Cool. That's so great. SF Fringe Festival started last night, y'all. That sounds uh, very fun. Y'all in Alameda, thank you uh, so much for that. And, you know, it's a good transition. David John Chavez, theater critic, author of the theater portion of KQED's Fall Arts Preview. Welcome. Morning, Alexis. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. Well, tell us, what, what are you, what shows are you looking forward to? Just the basics here. 
Well, in the piece, uh, we were able to get in 11 shows that, of course, I'm excited for every single one of them. <laughs> but um, it, but one of the most compelling pieces that I'm looking at is um, Lear over at Cal Shakes because it checks off a lot of boxes. So you have... Um, a you have a, a modern day verse translation by the nationally renowned West Oakland playwright Marcus Gardley. There's a collaboration with uh, music uh, with uh, SF jazz icon Marcus Shelby. Uh, it's a it's a collaboration between uh, Cal Shakes and Oakland Theater Project. And then you have two fantastic directors in Don Monique Williams out of Oakland and Eric Ting. And then on top of that, Eric Ting is leaving after seven years uh, helming the uh, Cal Shakes. So, and it's outdoors. So if you're still not quite sure about, you know, going out to theaters or seeing things or being around, you know, packed audiences, it's, mm -hmm. it's an outdoor space. If you haven't been to the Bruns Amphitheater in Narenda, it's gorgeous. Uh, the weather in the evening should be beautiful. So mm -hmm. I'm really excited about, you know, seeing what that show does. And then the play itself. Isn't it also is set? Play. It's set in San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It's, right? set in, it's set in the 40s and 50s in, um, in uh, the Fillmore District, which is when it was known as the Harlem of the West. So there's a lot of really deep, rich themes that are coming out of this particular production. West Oakland so, yeah. would also like you to know it called itself the Harlem of the West as well. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. But true. That's, so that's interesting. And do you know anything about, like, the sort of staging of that? It, no, no, we haven't. Uh, the the it just opened on the seventh, so that would be what two nights ago, and um, and it was oh, cool. the previews. But it opens for official, you know, opening on the fourteenth, which is Wednesday night. That's press night. Oh, that's fun. Um, mm -hmm. Anything else? Small smaller shows you're interested in? Yeah, you know, there's um th there's a lot of really just interesting things, and that's kind of the exciting thing about this particular list is it really does try to cover every type of theater goer you know you have you know people that are interested in a show like Lear then you also have people that are really interested in the the touring production of like Ain't Too Proud which has a deep history in Berkeley um, but I'm really actually really excited about a show over at Golden Thread um, which is called The Language of Wild Berries um, Golden Thread is an interesting company because a year ago there was a new um, artistic director named Sahara Saf. And uh, this is kind of the first time we're going to really start to see their work outside of video or, um, you know, radio versions of things. We're going to actually get to see her work and the work of her company live. So, um, you know, and anytime you can support a smaller company, because it is so difficult to do theater in, in San Francisco, you know, it's so cost restrictive. So anytime you could support a smaller company, especially one that's identity specific, telling a lot of Middle Eastern stories, that is a really exciting um, show that I'm really looking forward to as well. And that opens in mid-October. That's so fun. You know, uh, Gabe, wanted you to talk about a couple of the other kind of like big festivals too that are that are on the horizon that kind of, uh, that you're excited about. You know, the, the caller that had just called in, um, San Francisco Fringe Festival. It's a, it's a huge, very exciting festival. It, it, it encompasses 10 days, uh, 21 companies, 84 performances, um, all at the Exit Theater. And, and who knows what the future of it holds. Um, that particular company, Exit Theater, lost their lease. Mm. or they're not renewing their lease at that particular space. So, you know, and, and, and the fringe has meant so much 
to so much development in the Bay Area. You know, a lot of just really exciting shows have come out of the fringe. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's and it's a little bit of a trend nationally where we're losing a lot of these kind of incubators, which is really unfortunate. You know, we've lost different companies that really focus on development. And, uh, you know, the thing about the fringe is it really does give a lot of equal opportunity to artists that just really want to get their word out. And, and people have made their careers from that particular festival. So yeah. I, I, I don't know how hopeful I am about it continuing, but it, if it is supported, if there is enough noise, hopefully it'll just keep yeah. and stay around for a very long time. And Gabe, how about you? Maybe tell us about Pride Fest Oakland. Yeah, um, you know, San Francisco Pride gets all the uh, uh, notice and glory, but um, uh, Pride Fest Oakland takes place uh, three months later on uh, September 11th. That's this Sunday. Um, it is free uh, on the corner of 20th and Broadway in Oakland, and you will get performances by Crystal Waters, who you may remember from Gypsy Woman and 100% Pure Love. Um, uh, but the big one this year is uh, Big Frida mm. and uh, Big Frida, the New Orleans uh, bounce artist who uh, Beyonce uh, tapped to be on formation. And then this year's Renaissance Act One album um, is on uh, Break My Soul, uh, pretty much the song of the summer for a lot of us. Yeah, that is so good. We are going to go into this break with a Big Frida song. We are talking about the arts and culture events happening around the Bay KQED Arts and Culture has put together this incredible fall arts guide for those of us who've already jumped in, for those who are still on the sidelines, for those who are, who are interested in going back out. We are joined today by a bunch of people from the team. Gabe Moline, Senior Editor, KQED Arts and Culture. Sarah Hotchkiss, Senior Associate Editor, KQED Arts and Culture, covering visual art. Uh, we were listening uh, just recently to David John Chavez, the theater critic uh, and author of the theater portion of KQED's Fall Arts Preview. And of course, we're taking your calls. The number is 866-733-6786. Here we go. Big Frida. We'll be back with more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. 
Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We are talking about the Fall Art Preview 2022 from the KQED Arts and Culture team, joined by a bunch of folks, Gabe Moline, Sarah Hodgkiss, David John Chavez. Let's take some more phone calls. Robert in Walnut Creek, welcome. Hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, doing well. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, I, uh, I love the opening preamble, just the thought about being back out, engaging in uh, arts again. I had the experience of going to see Freestyle Love Supreme back in February at the Geary. Mm. It was unbelievable. Um, I heard a big uh, an improv jazz uh, performer talking earlier, and I'm right on that same kilt. And just wanted to plug that. Um, I'm teaching improv for people with Parkinson's. I've been doing it online, but we're now going to be going live in 2023. And I'm so excited about that because that's all people were talking about was they feel isolated. They feel, you know, apart from each other. And they got this new way to connect to each other. And we're going to start doing that in 2023. So I'm very excited about that. And what um, what else are you going to go see, do you think? So uh, besides that, I mean, getting out is probably going to be seeing there, – there's other improv shows in town that I'm excited about. Comedy Sports is one down in San Jose. They're getting a new theater. Um, I know that Freestyle Love has uh, an offshoot that they're, they're working with with their speechless company. So, you know, th- this I'm new to the Bay Area probably, let's see, a year now. I grew uh-huh. up here, and then I went away for 20 years down in Vegas. So I'm coming back, and I'm seeing the emerging scene. So that's what I'm really excited about getting out to see is just being part of it again because, you know, being trapped down, it was – it was a weird thing to, to do improv online, and we do it, and it's successful, but it's mm-hmm. it's a different form, of course, and, and when you when you start doing it in person, then that's when the connections happen, and yeah. it's pretty exciting. Oh, man. Robert, I can't believe we never did a show on Zoom improv. <laughs> Thanks so much for that call, Robert. <laughs> uh, really appreciate that. Um, let's, uh, let's keep going. Lightning round of calls. Kevin in Windsor. Welcome. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Good morning, everyone, and... Um, Big shout out to Stan Roy and Santa Rosa. I took bass lessons there for like six years. Mm-hmm. So cool to hear uh, represented. Um, I just wanted to, to talk about um, this is the first year that Creative Sonoma uh, in Sonoma County is doing the Arts Around program. And it's a cohort of over 20 artists and over a dozen locations throughout the county. Um, and they're all in public places, free to see, and they should be done by the end of the year. And people can learn about it by Googling Creative Sonoma, and it's going to be some cool stuff on the county. Uh, that's so cool. Hey, thanks so much for that, Kevin. Really appreciate that. Um, let's see. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Andrew in San Francisco. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Andrew Sweeney. I have this frame shop in San Francisco called Smallworks. We work with a lot of artists, but I want to say that tomorrow is like the big opening day for uh, – a lot of different galleries around the city, a lot of at Minnesota Street Project. There are um, tons of openings. It's a really big social event. All the galleries, there's maybe like 12 galleries and all, uh, all kind of have their, their openings. Dean Smith, Angry Trimble, uh, Ido Yoshimoto at the Jones Institute, and Municipal Bonds. It's going to have Solange Roper uh Daniel Dimston, and Sarah Coyce, I think her name is. And then over at uh, 500 Cap Street, Libby Black is having her opening. And if you've never been to the 500 Cap Street, it's like a really good, it's a, it's a really interesting, the building itself is a work of art. It's David Ireland's house that he had uh, transformed into his own vision of how he wanted to live. And it's, it's 
one of the most unique things, and it's you know open to the public. Uh, tomorrow, I think two to four is that opening, and then over in uh, Larkspur, Sarah Shepherd Gallery, which is kind of a newer gallery on the scene, is going to have Marta Elise Johansson. Anyway, tomorrow yeah. night's like a big, big night for the uh, visual art openings scene in San Francisco, and it's a good chance to get out and see some see some art. That's so cool. Do you, Sarah Hotchkiss, do you want to talk about that Libby Black show? Because that's in your uh, preview of the visual art scene. Thanks for that call, Andrew. Yeah. Hi, Andrew. Um, Small Works does great frames. Uh, not a paid promotion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did mention the Libby Black show. That's the one with the paper sculptures. But I just down the street from it, another space that's opening on Saturday is Cushion Works. And that's a project space within an actual functioning cushion factory which is pretty special and there's a show there grace rosario perkins um she's a bay area expat so it's really exciting to see her come back with these big beautiful kind of multimedia paintings um and that's paired with a spain rodriguez show this kind of cartoon underground cartoon legend so as andrew mentioned tomorrow is a big day i mean you could spend the whole day just jumping around to different galleries so good luck that's so cool um we know that not everyone is quite ready to throw themselves into the mosh pit or even into the underground jazz club. So we want to bring in Christy Song, KQED arts intern. She wrote the fall book guide in case more of your speed is, you know, go hang out in the park and check out uh, the uh, latest book. Welcome to the show, Christy. Hi, Alexis. Thanks for having me. Um, all right, talk to me. What are you What are you most excited about? And you also have to mention uh, Solito because Javier Zamora is on the show on Monday. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, well, I was actually going to mention a comics festival, but for people who are trying to wind down, there are a lot of interesting book releases coming up, including that Javier Zamora book, Solito. Um, yeah, he's coming out with a really personal and tender memoir about his journey with migrating to the States. And another memoir that I really want to shout out is Alice Wong's Year of the Tiger, which just released this week, actually. And it's a really also tender dive into her work with disability activism and just diving into her personal journey as a person with really intimate personal essays and also just a collection of art from people she's commissioned. So lots of different interesting kind of... um, really vulnerable tales that are coming out in SF that people can definitely pick up and take to a park with them. You know, on the fiction score, I was just talking with the team about having Jonathan Escofery on the show. He's got a new uh, debut book, If I Survive You. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Jonathan Escofery is a really um, up-and-coming writer, and I think he's currently in the creative writing program at Stanford And his story is dealing with a family in New Orleans. And um, it's kind of reminiscent of if you've heard of Anthony Viasnoso and his writing about kind of like um, immigrant families trying to make trying to make a living within the states and having to navigate a lot of family issues and adolescent coming of age stories as well. So that one's also really exciting. And I'm really hoping to pick that up soon as well. That's cool. Also, here he's living in Oakland. Big uh, article in the New York Times if you want to check out more on him. It's in there uh, last week. Uh, how about tell us a little bit about SF Zine Fest? 
Yeah, um, so that one just happened this last weekend, and it was super exciting and bursting and vibrant with all a bunch of different local artists as well as people who are interested in the local zine and comic scene that's just really, really alive and well in SF mm-hmm. and also in the East Bay. And another one that's coming up for people who might have missed SF Zine Fest is the Permanent Damage Comics Festival. And it's going to be hosted at Silver Sprocket, which is one of my favorite local cozy comic shops in the Mission District. And yeah, lots of exciting artists like Ed Luce, Harry Nordlinger, the Oakland artist Skinner. Um, There's just going to be a good collection of grimy art, but also um, stuff that encompasses everything. So I think everyone can really head out there and find something that tickles their fancy. Beautiful. Yeah, that's so great. We're talking about arts, culture, books. It's the SF Fall Preview, which KQED's arts and culture team puts together, and that we're co-opting for Forum this morning. We're joined by Gabe Maline, Senior Editor, KQED Arts and Culture, Sarah Hodgkiss, Senior Associate Editor, KQED Arts and Culture, David John Chavez, Theater Critic, Author of the Theater Portion, and Christy Song, KQED Arts Intern, who wrote the Fall Book Guide. Um, I want to get a couple more calls into things that people are excited about. Let's go to Wendy in San Francisco. Hey, Wendy. Hi. I'm excited about seeing Stromae at the Bill Graham in October. He's a, a singer. It's a hu- he's a huge artist in uh, Belgium, France. I don't know what other countries, but he sells out tens and tens and thousands in the marinas. And it's dance. And it's also he's moved into acapella with this strange uh, group of these four backup singers, musicians, dancers, strange costume wearers, and uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun. He's 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 out there. He's crazy. Oh man, that's fun. Gabe, uh, what do you think about Stromae? Have you are you a fan? Do you know? Familiar? I have, I have not fully dug in, but it's it's it is really really uh, interesting. Lots of um, it's almost like performance art music, you know, hmm. um, uh, in this really engaging way. Wow. All right. Belgian. Let's go. Um, but let's uh, get to uh, Rodney in San Francisco. Yes. Hey, yes. Hey. Hello. Hello. Rodney Earl Jackson Jr. here, artistic director of the San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company, coming to you from the Brava Theater Center in the Mission, the heart of the city, the vibrancy. We have a festival, y'all, the New Roots Theater Festival, and we're featuring a whole slew of lineups eight shows of original projects. We have have five different theater companies, Crowded Fire, Lorraine Hansberry Theater Company, Dimensions Dance, African Arts Academy, SF Recovery Theater, and of course, my company, SF Baco, or the San Francisco Bay Area Theater Company. October 14th through the 16th, we have so many cool projects. Just a couple of them. We're making a content musical about the day the sky turned orange. I know everybody in the Bay Area was there, so that's some interesting stuff to talk about. We're also diving deep into the Harlem of the West because the black culture and history of San Francisco is so rich, but not a lot of people know about it because of the dwindling population. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, we're doing a deep dive into the story of Mahalia Jackson. Um, She was the, the most influential gospel artist of the civil rights, and she was the one who told Martin Luther King, Tell them about the dream and for the Million Man March. So all of these shows are going to be under one roof at the Brava Theater Center, October 14th through the 16th. Get your tickets at sfbatco.org, sfbatco.org. We want to see y'all come out and support all these beautiful companies of color in the Bay Area. We need your support in order to continue to thrive like all the other theater companies. 
Thank you oh, so man. much for the time. Hey, everybody. Ronnie, wait, stay with us for one second. How how oh, has it been for your company coming through the pandemic? Has it been tough, or you guys were able to you know transition? What's it been like? You know, we're uh, I like to call us young and flexible. We're eight years old now, and I'm just like a man in his his early thirties. So we switched to like the tech community. We communicated with them because. We are meant to be together and whole. So we communicated with friends over at Twitch, and we put all of our programming online through mm. this program called Twitch. And it was amazing. You know, I'm also on the board at ACT, and they are doing incredible things as well. I think the theater scene is vibrant right now. It's mm. huge. People need to get their tickets to Passenger. People need to get their tickets to Follies before it closes this weekend. We need to all support all of the theater. That's what I'm about. Rodney yeah. L. Jackson Jr., I'm going to be a trailblazer to get everybody in the city to go to all of the theater. We do so much work, and theater is so hard and yet so important. What did everybody turn to during the pandemic? They turned to books, music, painting, arts, culture. We were the things that kept us alive and, and sane, you know, while we were going through such tumultuous times. So yeah. the theater scene has been a little hard to come back to, but now that COVID is finally coming to, we coming in terms with it, I think we're going to be really, really positive for the community of theater. Yeah. Hey, Rodney, thank you. That was a, a fantastic of call. Course. Really appreciate you sharing all that. Yeah. 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 SFBACO.org. Check us out. Oh, hey, thank you. Um, let's uh, get another call. Michael in San Francisco, welcome. Hi there. A big fan. Thanks for taking my call. I wanted to let you all know we're excited about an upcoming exhibition at Creativity Explored in San Francisco called Fabricave. It opens next week on September 16th. Um, the show features work by over 16 developmentally disabled artists working in textile and fashion. Big shout out to Sarah, who actually modeled in our fashion show uh, last year at the Museum of Craft and Design. We've got new garments this time, and we just want to welcome everybody out to come visit the gallery down on the Mission and support developmentally disabled artists working in the Bay. That's beautiful. Hey, thank you so much uh, for that, Michael. Um, KQD Arts guests. I'm going to ask you for the thing you're most excited about that's not in the thing you wrote. You know, so Sarah Hotchkiss covers visual arts. I want to hear what's the, the musical thing or, you know, the, the theater thing that you're most excited about this fall. Oh, you're really putting me on the spot. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm kind of all visual arts all the time. I tried to go to a show recently. You hate music. I, you don't, you I don't love even listen music, to it. Yeah. but I, I got COVID and I couldn't go to the concert that I was oh. most excited about. Oh, so, no. I have to recalibrate and figure out what my next venture is going to be. But I, I did edit Christie's piece, and I am so excited to read some of those books. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, all right, David John Chavez, not theater. What's the thing you're excited about this fall? Not theater in my piece or just not theater? No, 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 not theater. So, something else, so, you know. Oh, um, well, before I do that, can I just go ahead and give a quick shout out to Rodney Earl Jackson Jr. I love him so much. I've known him for years. <laughs> he is a fantastic artist, so please support everything that yeah. he's doing. And Rodney, if you're still listening, come back Rodney, if you're still yeah. listening, love you so much. Um, <laughs> go, We go way back. So um, thing I'm most excited about, actually, um, I don't go to a lot of concerts, but there is this mariachi group that's going to be playing at Freight and Salvage called Flor de Toloache. Oh, when There's is that? I want to go to that. I, it's, I, feel, I want to say it's mid-October. I can't remember exactly the date, but I am so excited about seeing them. They're just these female mariachis that were born out of the subway uh, system in New York City. 
and they're coming out and um, I will be checking out their concert when they come to Freight and Salvage, you know, super convenient parking right there uh, on Addison Street in Berkeley. So I'm really excited about that. That's so cool. All right, Gabe, how about you? Okay, so a pick that's not music. A pick that's not music, I think. <laughs> pick yeah. that's not music. Um, uh, I, if I have time before the opera tomorrow, um, I want to go to the Castro Theater um, because there's a Pasolini 100 uh, celebration. They're showing three of uh, his movies, uh, including uh, 100 Days of Sodom uh, from 1976. Um, so a chance to go to the Castro before they very likely rip out the seats and uh, see a true master. If you're interested in more on Castro, you can hear Gabe talk about that, uh, among some of the principles of that on a show we just had a couple weeks ago. Um, Christy Song, KQED Arts intern, you wrote the fall book guide, but give us something you're excited about this fall in the arts that is not a book. Yeah, um, I'm excited for the Portola Festival at the end of September, where there's going to be a lot of interesting electronic um, artists and DJs performing. Oh, that's so cool. And um, is there anyone in particular that you're very excited about? Yes, I love Yeji. Um, she's really mm. popular for Rain Girl specifically, but really excited to see her live. Oh, that's cool. Gabe, how about you? Um, anybody at Portola that you're super excited about? Yeah, you know, the headliner is the Chemical Brothers, um, but the lineup is full of these sort of like left of center artists uh, that I really like, Charlie XCX and Pink Pantherist, both of which I've seen in the last few months, uh, Caroline Polachek, um, Kate Renata, but um, Toru Imwa, uh, who put out a fantastic record um, uh, this year that we all really, really like a lot. Um, so yeah, that's uh, at Pier 80, September 24th and 25th. All right, that is Awesome. We have uh, a Toro y moi uh, song queued up to go out on here. Thank you so much to the KQD Arts and Culture team for putting together this amazing fall events guide. I feel more informed than I have in many years. Uh, we have They've come on the show to join us here. Gabe Moline, Senior Editor, KQED Arts and Culture. Sarah Hotchkiss, Senior Associate Editor, KQED Arts and Culture. David John Chavez, who wrote the theater portion of KQED's Fall Arts Guide. And Christy Song, who wrote the fall book. I thank all four of you for coming on. Thanks, Alexis. Thanks, Alexis. Thank you, you, Alexis. And thanks to everyone who called in. Hope you're doing well out there. Have a great fall art season. I'm Alexis Madrigal. This is Forum. Stay tuned for another hour ahead with me to Kim. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Heising Simons Foundation, and the Bernard Osher Foundation, supporting higher education and the arts. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. 
We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.